0: Hey everyone. Listen, your girl is trying to make a comeback slowly but surely. Um, but I wanted to do this episode um because I know that I had shared an episode some time back with another one of my friends um called Dirty Laundry. So if you haven't listened to the episode, I really would advise y'all to go back and listen to the episode. But all I know is sometimes. People make comments, like I saw this today, actually, Um, that someone made a comment and they were like, you know, this is why I only have male friends or I'm only friends with my family members. And I've noticed that there is such a huge attack on female relationships, right? And um, the spirit of offense, pride, all these different things come in and it hinders us from really, you know, stepping in together and um, allowing something beautiful to blossom. So not to be long-winded or anything like that, I have a very special guest today. Um, This person in particular is the ironic thing about it. (laughs) She was my maid of honor in my wedding. Uh, I met her some years back, literally, I believe it was on Instagram and like Twitter. And um, she had bought me a Bible like a whole little pack or whatever. I did not know her from paint, And I'm like, who is this girl? She is so nice. Like for what? Like, Why is she so nice? And from that point on a relationship started and she became the closest person to me. Um, however, uh, when I got married, things kind of shifted and changed. And that's actually where we're going to be discussing today. Um, so we're going to have a candid conversation and, um, Y'all the first to hear it, to be quite honest. I mean, we had a little uh preview a little bit, but like what we're gonna be discussing today, we're gonna tell you all the tea. Uh, so you might want to stay to the end of this episode because I believe by the end of this episode, it will bless you um and it will help you to understand and navigate in your friendships um with women because it's like I said, it seems like there's always an attack on relationships with women. And by the end of this episode, my prayer is that you will go before the father. And ask him about the relationships, past, present, and how to navigate in those things. So without further ado, I would love to introduce my good sis, Kiara. I call her Key though. <laughs>
1: hey, girl. Hey, girl.
0: Um, Don't start. Who, who are you?
1: <laughs> First and foremost, I am just a daughter of God. You know, true Jesus girl, um, I'm an ordained minister.
0: Oh, she ordained. She said, I'm official out here, period. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. No, I'm not. I'm playing.
1: Um, outside of that, I am an author, um, poet. Literally, I'm a Jill of all trades. Anything that God tells me to do, I do. Um, I'm very creative, um, but I really just love to serve him. Yeah. It's simple. You know my bio, yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. Her bio is long and lengthy, child. She she write books. She edit books. Uh, she do a lot. Listen, it's like high keto. When you start working for the Lord, He will put you in places and random things that you never even thought that you would actually do. And it's just like, oh, I think I kind of like this. Hmm, that's why you know best, God, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we be for real. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, I guess I'll give a little background. Um, so there was a point. So, like I said, when I had got married, um, and it's the irony in this is that when I had got married, I specifically prayed for each and every person that was a part of my wedding party. Um, I was like, Lord, who do you want to be in my wedding? And He told me every single person, and every single person is still in my life, right? But at that time, it's like every time I would look at my home screen, I would be like, everybody is in my life, but Key. And so in my mind, I had made up in my mind, like, she's going to come back. I don't know when she's going to come back. I don't know how the Lord is going to do this thing, but she's going to come back. And so there was a brief season in our lives where um, I heard the Lord say that he was going to separate me and Key. And I was actually washing dishes at the time. And I'm looking like, boy, bye. <laughs> this is my best friend. This is my Roly. This is who I go to for everything, with everything, about everything. Because one thing for certain, two things for sure. I knew for a fact that, like, she was going to have my back regardless. So, and I feel like the person that he was in my life during that time was it's kind of like in a sense of she completed my sentences. So it will be things that I needed that I didn't even have to say that I needed because she already knew she was like three steps ahead of me. Um, and I didn't know how much I needed that in that time. And so that's kind of like who Key was. I hope I kind of summed it up well because she played such a prominent place in my life. So when the Laura told me he was separating us I had never told her this. I kind of just kept it to myself because I'm like, bro, I'm tweaking Like, God ain't say that. <laughs> he would never say that. Like, why would he say that, right? And it came a point when my girl just dipped on me, y'all. And I'm going to let her rebuttal me real quick. You feel me? But she just dipped on me. And I said, what the... And it was during the time that I was pregnant. So if you know anything about my pregnancy, my pregnancy sucked. 10 out of 10, do not recommend, period. Um, It was horrible. I was so sick all the time. I couldn't eat. Um, It was a lot of, it was just too much, to be quite honest. Um, And they had her and another one of our friends had surprised me. And um, it was like, after that, girl like did and I said oh, and it's we had, we had another month <laughs> listen but it's like right after that it just felt like I'm like okay so where's where's key where's key and so I wanted to have this conversation because I know that sometimes the Lord will separate friendships right and during that time I didn't understand what he was doing and why he was doing it but I kind of want key to explain like what was that time like for you when that separation portion happened like what was going on with you you can give a little background and stuff like that and then talk about just a little bit of that
1: um so for me I actually didn't I didn't feel the separation coming and I didn't get a word from God that we were separated until we was already separated um so leading up to that um I remember just being in that season and I was like, how can I be there for Morgan? Um, Even though I didn't know how to be there for myself. Um, But for me, I'm the type of person when my friends are telling me I'm in pain, like this is happening, you know, I don't care how far you is, like I was taught at some point I got to lay my eyes on you. And so if that meant me coming to Cleveland in a snowstorm that's what we was doing. Now, let me tell y'all, NBA. my family was not, they were not happy campers. Let's be, let's be clear. Um, even in the planning of planning the trip, reaching out to Derek and finding the Airbnb, they was like, it's going to be a snowstorm. Like y'all don't even drive nowhere. And I was like, we didn't make it. You know, We didn't, I didn't drive in the snow. I am an excellent driver. Like I've been driving for this many years. Yeah. They was not happy. Um, but fast forward, going and actually seeing Morgan, like we had to really pull her out the house because homegirl was like, "Well, we could just chill in the house," and I was like, "No, we ain't drive almost three hours in the snowstorm to be chilling in the house. We we got plans." Um, and so just doing that, I was like, "I need to see about my friend. I need to see about my sister because she's in pain." Um, and although I was in pain, it was for me it felt like I wasn't in the same amount of pain as she was. Um, and so then fast forward, March, my birthday. I want to
0: pause you a little bit. Can you like talk about like some of the pain that you were in during that time?
1: Yeah. Um. Ooh, I'm not going to be emotional, but.
0: This is um, a safe space. I know. <laughs> so
1: 2021 was a very heavy year, um, traumatic wise. Um, death wise, uh, started end of May. Uh, my cousin passed in her sleep. She had an epileptic episode, hit her head on her nightstand, um, and broke her neck. Thirty six hours later, <laughs> my auntie passed um, suddenly. Um, actually, me, my mom, and my brother were the last ones to touch her body, her, touch her body doing CPR. Um, she died in our house. Um, same week, a family friend ran his car up a pole after hearing about my auntie's death. The next week, um, another auntie, her mom, passed. A uh, couple weeks after that, we had another death. July, we was we were safe. August, um, my uncle got shot 15 times with an AR-15, which is an automatic gun. Um, drove his own self to the hospital um, and is living and breathing today. He should be dead. <laughs> Glory to God, he is still alive and doing... Wow. He kicking. <laughs> let's 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 just say he is living his best life. Um. After that, we had more deaths. We had two deaths in um October and two more deaths in November. Um. And and amongst that, I had some health issues. School was just out of whack because I was just going through a lot. And so, in all of this, um, being the minister in the family, I actually got ordained. Um the following weekend after my uncle was shot, (laughs) um, which was, I don't want to say crazy, but it was surprising to me um, just because the amount of pain that I was in emotionally, I was not willing to accept that call, even though I knew God had been saying it for some time. Um, But just going through all of this, I really, my heart was heavy and my family looked to me as the sounding board so even when my auntie passed and we had people coming to our house and they was like you gotta be strong you gotta stay strong for your mom you gotta stay strong for your brother you gotta stay strong for your granny and I'm like well hold on because who is gonna stay strong for me because I don't even know what strong looks like right now you know and so this was our I wouldn't say this was my first huge death but this was my first death where I was in the room, we were doing CPR, we were on, you know, with 911, and to actually watch her pass, to watch her body, you know, her her body literally, that last breath, and it was like, then her eyes closed. Um, And so that was traumatic in the sense where I remember having to call almost everybody. And so I was calling my aunties. My one auntie, um, Adriana, had just made it home from Toledo. They just made it back to Georgia. And hearing her scream. I had to call my Auntie Robin while she was at work, hearing her scream. Um, My uncles, I got their voicemails, but initially they called me back. Um, But then having to hear my granny when she got there, she was crying and screaming. Um, Mama D, who was like another uh, grandmother role to me, she was screaming. Um, So just hearing all of these screams. My brother actually ran away from the house. (laughs) It's 2 a.m. in the morning. If you know anything about a Black man and he is I remember Um, yeah so in that sense and my little cousin was there with us as well um because he was coming down for the summer he was crying he was just in a panic because he was like I should have I should have went out with Jack but I didn't have my shoes on and I was like in that moment I really was trying to calm everybody down um and I couldn't say oh she's gonna make it you know after you've watched so many medical you know episodes and stuff like that you know that after so long when you're doing CPR, that person, is, you know, is, is done. And so I had already been doing CPR for about five to seven minutes before um, EMS showed up. And so they kept going, but it hit the 20 mark and I was like, mm, she's not, you know, in my mind, I'm like, no, she's not coming back. I'm not saying that out loud to anybody in the house, but I'm like, she's not coming back. And they went for another 10 minutes and then they decided to call it the whole time I was praying in my heavenly language because I knew what was coming. Um, not just for me, but for my mom. Um, my auntie was my mom's best friend. She lived with us for six years, um, basically raised us, taught me how to drive. Um, and so I knew what it was going to be like, not just for my mom, but for my whole family. Um, but specifically my mom, because I knew that she wasn't going to want to leave this house. Um, So in a sense, it was just a lot um, emotionally. It felt like I had a lot of pressure on me to be that sounding board. So it was always praying, always, you know, trying to show up for everybody. In a sense, I lost myself and I was still trying to show up. I was still trying to go back to work because I felt like if I worked, then I was okay. That was my release. So then when I would get off work, I could be there for everybody else. Um, So during this year, I just felt really lost I would say lost um and I'll be honest I fell into a depression and I tried to deny it um because I just tried to work through it and nobody tells you the emotional pain that you feel with back-to-back traumas um and you would think me studying psychology like I would be this great person to just make it through but when it hits you um you really got to learn to sit still and feel it. Yeah. And in those times, I didn't want to sit still and feel it because I kept being told, you have to be strong, right? And so even when I went back to work, everybody was like, oh, I'll keep back to work. She good. Like, it's about to be lit. Can she do this, this, that, and the third? And I'm like, y'all, I got you. Y'all, I got you. Literally saying yes to everything, everybody. Because I'm like, y'all, I got you. It's ministry. Okay, Lord. Like, I see what you're doing. But really, it was like, no, like, yeah, I can do ministry, but I still needed to take some time for myself to feel it. And in that time, I wasn't trying to feel it. So emotionally, physically, too, because it, it started impacting my health. Um, I have hydronitis superativa. And so my flare ups were getting worse. My body was just becoming weaker. And so it, all of that pain, that trauma was uh, physically affecting me as well. And I tried to ignore that, too. <laughs> so I kept going. Um, and that impacted everything else that went with school. I was in the hospital a lot more. I had a lot more doctor's appointments. And so I was also supposed to graduate that December. And I, I was I was cool. You know, I wasn't getting my usual A's and B's, but I was I was cool. I was going to make it to graduation. Um, and in that moment, I was like, well, if I graduate, we're going to graduate, you know, It's doctors out here that graduated with D's and they still great doctors. So for me, it was like, I'm going to graduate. Last semester, last month, really, um, all of my stuff had came in. I had paid for graduation. I had got my cap and gown. I had planned my graduation dinner, had everything set. And this one test, I failed by two points. And because I felt that exam by two points, I failed the class. And because I failed the class, I couldn't graduate because I was missing one point. I mean, one credit. And at that time, I felt defeated because I felt like Eastern had let people previously graduate when they were missing one or two credits. And they told me no. And I just felt defeated. And so I text everybody, the whole group chat, everybody I invited. I said, hey everything is off. Don't call me. Don't ask me for nothing. I'm not graduating. If I decide to go back to school for this wrong credit, it's going to be on my time. But don't ask me nothing. Don't call me. Don't say nothing to me. I don't want to hear no sad stories or none of that. Like I'm fine. I'm going to bed. It's cool. Like I'm just not graduating.
0: (laughs) So all this was happening. Yes. All this was happening. So, of course, like, giving people a little background, I was around during the time of Auntie Autumn's passing um, and the cousins, like, some of those deaths. But I remember there was a time where, like, Keisha stopped answering the phone. And so I was getting pissed off because I'm like, why should I answer me? And I was getting frustrated and I was getting angry. And what I had to realize, and here comes the first learning lesson for those who may have experienced this, you don't know what people are going through on the other side, period. And sometimes your friends, because they are that strong friend for everybody else, you know, they show up for people regardless of how they're feeling. And one of the key things that I heard you say, Key, was just like, you know, even though I wasn't necessarily feeling my best you decided to still show up for people. Um, And you said that you couldn't be there for yourself. And I think that's such a huge thing to hone in on because how many of us continue to push ourselves to limits, like push, 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 when we know that we're running on E, like we're literally running on empty, but yet you're so used to being there. If I'm being completely honest, and this might hurt some of y'all feelings, it might hurt key feelings too, but at the end of the day, that's pride. Is really pride because you're sitting there in this position thinking that if I don't show up, if I don't do this, if this doesn't happen like this, then everything's gonna fall apart. Who do you think that you are? Because if you really say that, hey, I am a child of God, at the end of the day, that is the hierarchy. It's God and then it's you, you are not God. And so many times we're trying to play a savior in somebody's life when the Lord is like, no baby, I need to be your savior right now. Allow me to be your savior. And so I love that you shared all of that and I, more so because it gives, I mean, I live some of it with you. <laughs> it was very hard. And I remember I was trying to figure out, I'm like, you show up for your friends. Like I, I, I lived by that code and the irony about me living by that code now is that I'm going through that where it's like, nah, baby, you can't show up for everybody else. You need to learn boundaries that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day right and so I'm like God but but if I don't pride when when are we going to allow people to go through their trials and tribulations so that they can get closer to the father it's kind of like if and this is crazy because I don't know nothing about this sport whatsoever so please do not judge me you football fans but it's kind of like football or basketball when somebody intercepts right it stops them from getting to the goal. Ah, listen. Oh, hear me. <laughs> this is good. And it just came to me now. When you intercept, it stops them from getting to the goal. And so what we have to understand is the more that we try to play the position of God in other people's lives, we will stop the work that the Lord is trying to do in that other person. Regardless of how um, prominent that person is in your life, regardless of what position that they Have in your life, whether they on your starting or they on the bench warming, whatever it is, you have to understand and you have to be in a space to allow God to be God. And so I shared that because even during a time of key not answering the phone stuff for me, my heart started to get hardened towards her. Mind you, the Lord had already told me, like, girl, I'm separating on this season. But I, like I said, I was like, that's just me. He didn't say that, (laughs) and so I'm getting angry now. I'm like bro, she won't answer, but she all on Instagram. She won't answer, but she all up on Twitter. And she promoting her business and doing all this, but she won't even answer. No text messages, no phone calls. And I just, to me, I just felt like it was a slap in the face. But Mickey already talked about this. And the reason why is because I felt like, I'm like, we've already had conversations about this before. And um, I'm like, only thing you gotta do is let me know so I know how to move. And I felt like, She didn't do that. And what was crazy about it is the Lord started giving me dreams about her. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was having dreams about her and I was praying for her because I knew that was the way that the Lord was communicating to me about what she was going through and why she wasn't answering. But even with that, it was like my flesh and my spirit was fighting. I'm like, no, she left me. She abandoned me. She said she will not go to do this no more. And you know what? I'm just going to cut her off. Da, 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 da. And then in the spirit, I'm like, oh, this is what's going on in her life. But I don't care because my feelings come first. And so <laughs> it was a true battle. I'm being real. It was a true battle because I felt offended. I'm like, my friend, you just going to up and leave me like that. Like, we supposed to be rollies. And then then I got everybody, where is Key? Where is Key? Where is Key? And I'm like, she gone. She left. Sheila and Desi, like, and I was trying my hardest. It was only a couple people that I would discuss um, our situation with, more so in the in the sense of like um, having wise counsel, because I knew there were times where I was tripping. Ain't that right, Key? I was I tripping, that. you know, and so I I needed somebody to humble me, and I have a very good friend who's mutual between the both of us. She used to humble me real bad, like, girl. And I'm like, but, but, and she's like, but Morgan. And I'm like, but, you you know? And so I would say during that time for me, and I was pregnant, so fast forwarding, it's like I wanted somebody to show up for me the way I showed up for people. And Key needed somebody to show up for her. Like she showed up for people. And so you had two broken individuals unhealed, right? Still trying to be the savior to everybody. And during that season, the Lord literally sat me down. I couldn't, I was on bed rest during my pregnancy. So I'm expecting my best friend to show up for me. Cause I'm like, I be there for everybody else. And she couldn't. And here I am thinking I'm perfect. Because I didn't do anything wrong. Absolutely not. I would suffer. But here I am thinking I'm perfect. And the Lord was dealing with me. Showing me my heart. Because the, the, the reality is that sometimes you don't know. You don't know until you test it by the fire. You feel me? And so... Here I am thinking, dang, Key did me bold. But there was so much growth that happened during that time for me and her. Because here we are trying to be together, but we're hurting each other more. And it was hindering our growth. What would you say, Key?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say the same thing. Um, I want to bring up the time that... I don't want to say y'all kind of snuck me on the phone, but that's a good word. I don't know but we had a group um we had a iMessage group and they ended up FaceTiming me but the thing was it only showed up as the other person's name it didn't show up Morgan's name at the time and so when we got on the call I'm thinking I'm talking to our other friend and it's she is the one making the call for Morgan um and during this time, it was very rough. Like, I think this wasn't during the time that I wasn't speaking to anybody. <laughs> um, and Morgan was like, we need to talk. Like, and we need to talk right now. We need to figure out what's going on. And I was like, I I don't have the capacity for this call. And she kept saying, well, we need to talk. We need to talk. And she was like, it seems like, it feels like you don't, you don't care. You don't want to be my friend anymore." more. And I remember saying, um i think i said something like i guess i guess we don't need to be friends right now or something something along that's exactly
0: what she said and i was (laughs) sorry because i said i just know she she not even willing to fight for our friendship no more like i'm sitting here pouring out my
1: heart and she just like it was a breakup y'all wasn't it yeah it definitely was a breakup um and it hurt for me to say that, but I, but in my mind, I was like, I just told her I don't have the capacity for this call, and she's still badgering me to talk. And I was like, I just can't. And so that was the first thing that came out. And let me tell y'all, I talked about Morgan in therapy for probably four months straight. And I got to the point where my therapist was like, so, so what are we doing? Like, you know, what's going on? And I was like, Hey, this is homegirl. And I was like, I, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. I was like, because two of my closest friends, my sisters, I ain't talking to neither one of them. They is not getting it right now. They is not understanding Kiera at all. And I don't know how to explain myself. And she was like, okay, well, we're going to work on this. We need to figure it out. And at this time, um, like other friends, I just removed myself from certain situations, but Morgan and my sister Ariana they were the only numbers that I did not delete and I kept hearing the Lord say every time I would go to delete Morgan's number because I was I had let me tell y'all we got I got 30,000 pictures in my cell phone and probably a, a third of them is me and Morgan let's be clear
0: so that was so- my roly period <laughs> <laughs>
1: So every time I would go to delete her number, I'd be like, and I got to delete these pictures. And if she want to, well, I guess I could just send them out the blue. And the Lord would be like, no, don't delete it. Don't delete her number. Don't delete the pictures. And I was like, we is done. Like, I just told her we not friends. And she don't understand me. She don't want to listen to me. So clearly, if she can't understand me as a friend, then why do I need her number? Why do I need these pictures? Like, and the Lord why like, do I need said, to talk to her? right um and so just moving forward the lord kept saying you know y'all will you know y'all will come back together Mm. and at that point in my life I was like hey anybody who ain't here right now in the trenches ain't coming back (laughs) and that that was my mindset I was literally like you know what no like they don't understand me what they need to come back for like ain't no second chances lord but then he he humbled me so bad, and he was like, "But I've given you multiple chances, right?" And the thing is, the Lord will give us so many chances, and He still loves us. And I remember when Morgan came into my life. Now I tried to run from her then too, cause I was like, "We is not about to be friends, girl." I was being nice. This came from the Lord, like I'm I'm buying this because the Lord told me to get this to you. Yeah, homegirl just snuck her way into my life. Let's let's be clear. <laughs> um but knowing that we were supposed to be connected right and even when we were doing ministry together the lord kept telling us that we would be continuously doing ministry together we would be each other's right hands we would be speaking to the nations and he just kept bringing that up during our time of separation and i was like it's gonna be another person like you was gonna send me somebody else morgan gonna find her people i'm gonna find my people we is gonna be cool and the Lord was like nope like y'all still gonna be each other five and I was like all right then I guess I'm just gonna keep her number and I'm gonna keep it not names. I
0: guess I was <laughs> <up>. that's hilarious
1: <laughs> right but sometimes we just we we hear from the Lord and we don't like to listen like Morgan told y'all the Lord told her that he was gonna separate us and she was like Mm-mm, I ain't gonna say nothing to key, I'm gonna keep it to myself I don't believe this and the thing is, when we get to that point, what are we really trying to get at? Because we know what the Lord has for us, and we know that he thinks best for us. And if we say that we are his daughters or his sons, then we should be able to heal to his voice. And so I believe, um, let's not say that, because I feel like even if you would have told me that we were separating, I probably would have denied it, and it probably would have made our process worse. Um than it already was <laughs> i hurt myself
0: a lot more because i just didn't want to listen but i knew yeah. in that season he was isolating me to become more of one with my husband you know what i mean and so i knew what was happening however i still was like i guess it's kind of like in a sense and i know i ain't the only girl that be doing this but like we like to hear the good words from a guy like oh you about to get this or i'm about to do this for you but that's stuff that's really gonna shape and mold you you like no, God ain't doing that to me, ain't no way, you know? And then you thinking it's a sneak attack, but in actuality, the Lord had already told you what it was. But, you know, sometimes we make up things in our mind and we want it to play out a certain way and that's just not the case. And so, like we said, like you just had two hurt people trying to pull and tug and be there for one another. And that just was the thing. So it, it was only the Lord that could do it. And when people brought up Key's name to me, I used to get so irritated, like, but it just showed how, offended I was and how hurt I was right it got to a point I had to unfollow key and delete her off my social media because I just got triggered every time I said oh I can't do this and that was hard for me because I was like dang I don't want her to feel like you know I don't care about her and stuff like that but to be honest, I don't think she even noticed for real (laughs) did you notice
1: after maybe a couple months (laughs) (laughs) like I had to remove
0: myself because I was like I can't do this and I know that this is triggering me so I think one of the key things that you know Key brought up was that phone conversation right she just said that she didn't want to talk but yet here I am like no you're going to talk to me that was me overstepping her boundaries like I can definitely say and I want to ask you key before I get into mine what was like the top three things that you learned during our separation and like what what do you believe like the lord was ministering to you during that time because i think this is something that the people need to hear um for somebody who may be going through this in their friendships or maybe just navigating relationships in general
1: um not top one boundaries which i'm I'm still working on um but definitely boundaries um because i am such a giver um there were certain points in my life where I would just give to give, right? And so I'm still learning this, but learning when to give, who to give to, and how much to give, right? Because everybody is not meant to receive what I can pour out. They're not meant to receive, you know, what I'm willing to give, because I'm really the type of person, I love to help people ever since I was a little girl. So even as an adult, it's like, okay, I see this need, right? And because my discernment is so, ooh, child, it's a lot. <laughs> um, I can pick up on things even when people don't say anything. And so I'm like, yeah, this is the need I need to meet. This, this is how it's showing up in them, and this is how I can meet that need. So learning those boundaries and setting them with other people, but also setting boundaries for myself and following them. My second one, um, Really, the Lord was pulling me back, um and I say pulling me back in the way of Him pulling me back to Him. So everybody who knows me, let's pause.
0: Ooh. Run that back. He was going what? He was pulling me back to Him. <laughs> oh, that's the one right there, Desi. Desi, continue.
1: Um, so pulling me back to him, so everybody who knows me knows that I'm a true Jesus girl. Um, but in a sense, the Lord was wanting me to get back to my foundation, right? So which we know our foundation is Jesus, um, and without Him, we can't do anything. And so during this time, um, for me, I was like, dang, like everybody then dispersed. I had to remove myself from these people because they just not understanding me. I ain't really got nobody, right? I have my family, but y'all, that's, that's another episode. Um, But I felt lonely, right? And the Lord was calling me back to him. Jesus is our first friend. And he is the one who will walk alongside us. He will heal us. He will, you know, care for us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And in that time, I was leaning on Jesus, but I wasn't leaning into Jesus. And so there's a difference. I say there's a difference because you can lean on somebody, right? You could be lightly putting your head on their shoulder. You might close your eyes for a little bit. But leaning into somebody, you're like, yeah, I'm about to really get a good nap on this I'm shoe. about to go to sleep. I'm about to go to sleep. You know, they might even wrap their arm around you, put a blanket on you. Um, And so for me, that's what it was. I needed to lean into Jesus and not just lean on him. Um, And so I needed that comfort. I needed the comfort that only he can give. I needed the healing that only he can give. And you have to be certain that when that time comes that you do it, that you don't prolong it. Like it took me so long to fully step into therapy. Um, It took me so long to step back into being in my prayer journal because I would pray and I pray in my heavenly language, but I wasn't in my prayer journal. And so I couldn't go back to what I was saying to the Lord. Um, to really get that revelation that I needed. So sometimes we have to lean into the Lord to get what he needs for us. Um, Because if you don't, then you'll be stuck. And I was getting to that place of where I was about to be stuck. Um, I wasn't having, I wasn't suicidal. But let's say um, there were days where I would go driving and I would say, Lord, if you just let me crash into this tree, if you would just let me crash into this pole, I will be fine
0: because mm-hmm. I know
1: that I've fulfilled everything up to this point that you've called me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, my therapist said that happens when you go through a lot of trauma. But at that point, I really needed to lean into the Lord and say, Lord, look, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I need you to move. And that's something that I once I had got that, I continuously said that day after day. And I was like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I need you to, I need you to show. So it sounds like
0: you have may have like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you fell in love with doing the works of the Lord, thinking that you were with God, right? But you were kind of far from him because there was things that he was wanting to do on the inside of you, but because you were so used to go, 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 you didn't allow him into that space. Yeah. Mm. would you say that there was um do you feel like during that time was there anything that the lord corrected you on
1: yeah
0: um when it came to like the people involved
1: um i would say so for like with you and ariana um maybe I could have communicated a little deeper. Um, so basically he told me, he was like, you didn't try hard enough. So you communicated, mm-hmm. but you didn't try hard enough. And Man, that's new to me. <laughs> and so I tried to rebuttal that. And I was just saying like, well, I didn't really know what to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like before you and everybody else, Ariana was my sounding. Yeah. And but Ariana she has a christian background but she wasn't as deep as i was Mm -hmm. so there were times where i felt like if i would come to her with something it would be too deep for her and Mm -hmm. she couldn't pray for me how i needed her to pray for me Mm -hmm. and in a sense it felt like my prayers weren't enough i needed somebody to step in on my behalf Mm -hmm. and um so then when i got you and you snuck your way in. I was like, okay, well, I got to prepare for this. This is something I asked for, right? Um, and then at some points, it felt like it was too much. It was like you you was up there with me. Your discernment was right there. And it was like, all right, Lord, I think she know enough. Like, don't, this is yeah. this too much. <laughs> but it was like you were constantly there. And sometimes it felt like overpowering for me. Mm-hmm. Um and it took a while for me to get used to that. And so then when I stepped into that, to this season, and I didn't have either one of you, I was like, well, all right. I didn't communicate it with both of them. And they not understanding me, they not listening. So I have to separate myself. And mm-hmm. the Lord was like, okay, you communicated. But yeah. you, could, you could communicate communicated a little more. Right. And so even when I had my talk with Ariana, which we didn't have our talk till earlier this year, um, A- April, I think April, one of them. Um, but like she would check in and I would check in on her, but it was never as deep as we used to be. Mm-hmm. Like we would not be kicking it, we would not have our sister dates, none of that. Mm-hmm. Um I realized that even in me communicating with her and letting her know, like, hey our friendship is just really not where i feel like it should be right now and i don't think we can benefit each other that wasn't enough for her she took it but it wasn't enough for her and so when we talked at the beginning of this year she was like i felt like i did something wrong
0: oh that's so good
1: <laughs> yeah and so she was like i remember showing up for you being at the funeral standing on the at the stay on the stage with you and she was like after that i'm gonna be honest i left you because I didn't know how to show up for you and so when we did have our talk, and you told me hey it's not working out for me it felt like I did something wrong and she was like as me being your big sister in a sense I felt broken because I didn't feel like your big sister yeah and so I was like okay you know and so she was like she felt kind of bad too because she was like I didn't know how to show up for you and I didn't communicate that so I just left you in general and so then when you when we were talking and you were you know you were trying to hang out and then you just kind of got them vibes that it wasn't working and you actually said it she was like that's when I felt like I had done something wrong and so then I remember me and you had our initial talk and you were saying after that you thought that we was going to be back Never, never. <laughs> um, and I wasn't ready. There was still yeah. some things that I needed to go through with the Lord, um, because I was still hurt. You know, you said that we couldn't be there for each other, and there were still some things that I was holding on to. I was like, "Hey, like we did a whole surprise trip, like the same way we drove almost three hours. She could have drove three hours. Like that's the mindset that I had, and I'm like, it was crazy.
0: I think what's crazy about that is it was so many times that I contemplated pulling up to the house, but I was like, bro, she's not about to play
1: me in front of her family dog. I just can't do it.
0: And then I was like, I wonder what she even telling her family like. she probably telling that I left her, and that's not the truth either. <laughs> so I just had so many different um, things go through my mind, and I actually... I remember us kind of talking about that, how we both was like, we were going to pull up to each other's houses, but we just was like, you know, that wasn't what the Lord's plan was. And I knew, and I knew that I had to give you space. I knew I had to give you time. And I would say like, for me, some of the things that I did learn, I learned boundaries, definitely. Um, I learned how to, I think it kind of put the human back into perspective for me, just more so like. Real people go through real things. And I don't think people talk about that enough. Like depression is real, especially when you've gone through so much trauma. Um, Suicide ideations are very much so real. I don't care how many times you feel like you could pray something away um, and do things like that. And I think that's one of the biggest taboo subjects in the Christian community um, right now. Today is like, oh, you could just cast it away, or I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. When you're literally on your last leg and you're not even able to stand up right now. And I think that's also a real thing. So during our time of separation, definitely um, I think a lot of spiritual growth happened, a lot of emo- emotional growth happened during that time um and i like i said i mean i knew the lord said it but i wasn't taking heed to nothing he was talking about so it was kind of like here we are taking both of us taking offense to something and that wasn't even the case the lord literally separated us on purpose so that we can both heal to even come back and be able to do this podcast episode now like is everything back to a complete normal of how it was absolutely not but now we have a better understanding of one another, a maturity when it comes to one another. And we have boundaries. We're not overstepping in each other's business. For real, we share, we want to share, you know, um, praying, just different things like that. But it's not overbearing to the point where, when well, you see this person name pop up, you get anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it's not, it's not one of those type of things. It's it's healthy. It's healthy. Um Will we ever be back to how we was? I mean, according to Keen, would the Lord tell her? Yes. You know, you never may know. But I think one of the most powerful things is that we're able to even come together and talk about just the things that we both did wrong on both ends. But then also share in how the Lord has been glorified through this whole thing. Because if it was honestly, if that separation never happened, we wouldn't even. Nah, I don't think we'd be friends. (laughs) No. Period. We would not even be friends. I probably would hate this girl in real life. <laughs> in real life. Like if we didn't have God in the center of this, and I think that's one of the most powerful things too, is just recognizing like, Hey, you know what? Even when you wanted to follow your flesh, you still allow the Lord. And I think it also showed me too, is the healing from rejection and abandonment, because the reality is this, and this might hurt y'all little feelings a little bit. And I want you to do a little bit of soul searching when I say this is that most of the time, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know how you feel the Holy Spirit kind of high, you, you just be like, mm,
1: should I say that?
0: Most of the times when you get people who constantly want to show up for other people and be there for other people, it's just because of a wound that has not been healed within themselves. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> When you are a person like that for somebody, there's a healthy way of doing it, but there's also a way of, oh, baby, you need to heal it a little bit more. Um, and it's really because you're expecting somebody to show up for you in that way. And that's why you always end up being disappointed because of your expectations of other people. Our job as Christians, our job as believers, our jobs as being children of God is to show up in our capacity full of his love. And so you're going to be in the fullness of him. So therefore, even if the other person never did it again, you will be okay because you are drowned in his love so much that it won't detour you from that and that alone. So what that's all I got on that. <laughs> um, I'm telling y'all, I'm learning a little something. That's why I ain't really been talking too much. Hey. you feel me? I'm doing my own love. Okay, Lord, get me together. You feel me? So Key, what will be... Um, one last thing as we wrap up, I want you to wait, wait, wait. we oh, do our ahead. third point. We didn't do our oh, third ahead. point. Go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. What's mm-hmm. your third point, sis? <laughs>
1: um, Oh, getting back to yourself. So, That's good. um, something that I talked to my mentor about, um, really getting back to yourself right so many times we lose ourselves in other people and other things and so like Morgan told y'all I was her maid of honor at her wedding and like Morgan used to she ain't tell y'all this it's like one of the most important things but Morgan used to call me her boyfriend number two so she had Derek but I was her boyfriend number two right and so like literally we we was in a whole relationship okay y'all
0: um best friend relationships is real life like it's like your boyfriend real life
1: like that's you just that's just best relationships right and so that transition came and I remember Morgan saying she was like it's not gonna be the same like we ain't gonna talk every day I'm about to be a wife and so I took that I took it I'm like girl okay we ain't gotta talk every day yeah Morgan was on the we gonna still talk every day even though she said we were not going to talk every day. So then she was getting mad because I wasn't talking to her every day. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, homegirl just told me she about to be consecrated with her man. Like, we not going to talk every day. Um, But in that sense, I had to learn still that the transition was happening. Uh Morgan had got pregnant, right? And at this time, you know, before we just friends, we in college, we grad school, like we is what they called it at school, um, you an adult, but you still like confined to a not so adult world. And so after Morgan got married, she got pregnant. Morgan was a real adult, like a real, real Man, adult. Man, baby, that's kind of- like a ton of bricks, okay? Because I was not <laughs> well, ready. So we was adults, but we was still in that confined world, but Morgan was growing up. And so I was still doing some growing, still in school. So I was still in this confined world and I had to learn my own transition, but I would still get lost in doing things for other people that I didn't really fully know who Kira was. Um, And so sometimes you have to really go back to yourself. Who has God called you to be outside of any title, outside of any ministry? You are just his daughter. You are just his son. You are really just to show up and spend time with him, grow your relationship with him and walk in salvation because if you lose that, I mean, if you fall out of relationship with the Lord, we're not going to go there. You just don't want to. Let's be clear. Um, But you have to stay true to who you are and who God has called you to be and not in any title. You have to remain at his feet. He is our father first, then a friend. And Although I was Morgan' boyfriend number two, it was time for my position to be up. Like, that's why I was second. Like, this how y'all be dropping these sidekicks. Like, Morgan dropped me. I'm screaming. You You're hilarious <laughs> you know, so for that. Going back to yourself is literally what I would say. And then also, you know, as much as we pray for godly friendships, praying for, asking for clarification, who was here for a season and who was here for a lifetime and how to steward those relationships i was just about
0: to say and how to steward the freaking relationship
1: because we pray for our godly friends oh i
0: can't wait till i get godly friends and we can do this together we can do this together until it gets difficult and then we like yeah i want to cut this person off because the thing is they're triggering you and they're triggering your traumas and you don't like it and so therefore you want to run away from it and then that's why females always talking about this is why i hang out with guy friends this is why i hang out there's something so powerful think about hey jesus Mary and Elizabeth, there's something so powerful. Think about Naomi and think about Ruth. There's something so powerful about a connection with a woman. And people fail to realize that because you want to be in power and control, oh, so bad, or because they did something, you know, I'm just about to cut them off. No, communicate, have a conversation. If something is uh continuously happening, okay, then you want to go back to the drawing board with that relationship. However, people are so quick to cancel one another and not pray for one another so you're willing to go and gossip and talk about this rather than praying for them and getting the heart of the father concerning the situation okay okay is there any last things that you want to share with the audience any last comments concerns and then i want you to share how people can keep in contact with you too last
1: concerns I feel like we touched on it already, but really heed to the voice of the Lord um, in regards to everything. I think some people, we think that friendships are minute and they're not. Friendships are really, not really, they are a type of relationship and um, relation, we are meant to have relationships, not just a relationship with the Lord, but relationship here down on earth. And so I hate Hate is a strong word, but I do. When people say, I don't need nobody, it's just me against the world. Mm. Key, you used to say that. Yeah, I, exactly. So <laughs> I can say that I hate it. <laughs> I That's, gross. it. That's gross. That's
0: gross, because she was number one. I don't need nobody. I'm good. Like, what?
1: Because I came from it. Um, Girl, get because a we need community. And and mm-hmm. that actually that actually stemmed from my best friend dying when we were young. And that was my first, like, huge, that was a heartbreak. That was my homegirl. Like, we got bullied together. We was fat together. I'm still fat. Really? You know, I'm fine. No, really? With the Holy Ghost, I'm still cute. But, you know, we was busted and disgusted then. I, that's really what I was trying to get at. But, like, that, that heartbreak there, right, that was something that I held on to. So, like, when people were coming to my life and, like, They'd be like, oh we're gonna be best friends and I used to be like my best friend is dead in a grave like and he did that to me yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm. know but I had to learn like we can have more than one best friend in different lifetime but we have to heed to the words of the Lord and really just say okay God I don't know what's happening but give me some give me some clarification on what's happening how yeah. can I use this to the best of my ability? And you got to really change your thought process from saying "Why me?" to "Why not me?" And so that's something that I go. Or what by. are you
0: trying to teach me?
1: Yeah, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? Yeah, asking um, questions because I know a lot of us was taught to not ask questions. But you got, I mean, if you don't ask no questions, how are you gonna I go know? answer? So you have to ask questions to God and say, "What What are we doing? No what bad. Come show me." What do I need from this? And how how are you preparing me for something, right? Are Mm. we going to get the answer the same day? Probably not. (laughs) But it's coming, right? And in that process, going back to the last word that the Lord gave you and working on that and then continuing to do what he has called you to do. Read his word. Meditate on the word. Pray.
0: seek And stop using your friends as God's. We idolize our friendships, and I definitely idolized my friendship with Key, and I can't quite say that she probably did the same thing with mine. Like we idolize our friendship, and that's probably why he was like, mm, 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 mm. you know. And so, stop treating your friends like they're they're mini gods because there's only one God, you know. Um, and that's all I really got for y'all. That's it. This was good. How can the people keep in touch with you, Key?
1: I feel like we need a part two. Um, I got a lot of social medias. Um,
0: Girl, get a primary one. Miss popularity. Go to
1: my website, um, K e y a r a l a s h a e K-E-Y-A-R-A-L-A-S-H-A-E.com. That's my name. It's kind of long, but I mean... She's hilarious. Um, <laughs> about killers, I, um, you can find basically everything on there. A little snippet about me, my story, uh, my ministry, Key Speaks Ministries. Her t-shirt um, line. Yeah, my t-shirt line, the Jesus Collection is out, which actually stemmed from my isolation season, uh, getting Jeez. back to Jesus. Uh, that's why it's called the Jesus Collection. Um, I have another collection coming out soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, I'll give you all a snippet. It's called The Prayer Collection. Um, My main social media is I-T-S dot K-L-A-S-H-A-E. You can find my other two social medias in my bio to my business page and my ministry page. Uh, Ministry is on pause for right now, um, just because I'm back in school. Um, But you can connect with me on my website, social media, Facebook, Kiara Lachey Edwards, yeah buy my books I have some books <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, yeah buy my books like huh
1: I'm trying to get rid of the Lord has me writing my third book actually kind of on this topic that we talked about um but basically everything that I kind of shared in this uh episode um it's called Hope is Here um I don't That's go into it but Hope is Here um it will be coming out soon it's very vulnerable. So I've been doing a lot of tears instead of writing. But
0: that but is- that's that's the beauty of the process right there. There's the beauty of the process. Well I just thank you so much for just doing this episode. I pray that this episode has blessed y'all. I know it's a little lengthy but I even hope that y'all made it to this point of the episode. Make sure uh y'all connect with key and then I also want to hear some feedback on this episode, too. So y'all can message me on Instagram so I can post y'all feedback um, or you can comment on the Spotify and see how I'm um, going to say how the episode was for you. But just make sure you share this episode with three or four people share it with your friends, because, listen, separation seasons happens for everybody. Um, especially in friendships. And so sometimes the Lord just needs to isolate you to get you alone in order to even prepare you or to heal you, it doesn't matter. Um, And of course I have some major things coming up. So just keep connected with me and I will be talking to y'all soon. I love y'all so much, bye.